WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go. It is indeed Kale and Company live here on this Thursday, October 5th on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We are always live on the free Odyssey app and, of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube. As we head until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210, the phone number, Twitter and Instagram, the radio station at 1210-WPHT. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L, Dawn Stenzlin with the news, Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board, Daniel Valdez, Anthony Terenzo, our associate producers, action-packed, loaded show today. We've got Jason Whitlock from The Blaze at 9 o'clock this morning, and rumor has it, the Philadelphia Phillies continue to dance on their own. Don, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Gregory. Yeah. Did anybody get any sleep last night? Uh, two hours, 43 minutes. Ah, <laughs> who's counting? Well, who's two counting? Hours. Yeah. Well. We'll be counting our cups of coffee today, that's Woo! for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm already uh, through one full. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What? Ninja big mug here. Oh, boy. So. Ninja. Ooh. Ninja stalker. Caffeinated ninja stalker. Phillies were caffeinated last night. The crowd was caffeinated. 7-1 victory. Next up, the Braves this weekend. We'll talk about that a little bit in the news. Honestly, the best fans in all of sports. Just remarkable. I, you, can't, you can't discount the fact that the, the fans won that game. There was, there was two I know they in hit. Yeah, I know they hit. I yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Aaron Nola had seven. Yeah, Aaron Nola was pretty awesome. Yeah. Lights out innings. <laughs> Thank I get God. it. I get it. But the fans. My wow. God. Like, that was Eagles fanhood intensity yeah. for two straight nights. Yep. All right, so we it's got amazing. a lot of good stuff to get to. It really was. Uh, how the left is going after the National Football League. Also, Donald Trump in the news yet again after day three of his trial. All sorts of stories connected to DJT. We have a dirt bike D-bag update, <laughs> which we will get to. Uh, Jim Jordan throwing his name in the mix. We've got border issues. Hunter Biden in the news. All sorts of good uh, stuff to get into. I almost said the wrong word there. That would have been tough. <laughs> Dump button is 604. Oh, man. All right, without further ado, let's get to the news because there's a lot to digest. And for that, we bring in the great Dawn Stensland. Yes, good morning. This Thursday morning, October the 5th, I'll tell you how hot it's going to get. Hint, hint. More summer-like weather today. But I will begin with an update from Philadelphia Police as we know that three Philadelphia police officers were shot last night while responding to a 911 call about a shooting at a home. We all know that domestic disputes, when officers are called to a domestic, those are among the most dangerous situations for all officers. So they were called to this home responding to a 911 call for help regarding a person shot in a home. And yes, they knew going in that this was part of some kind of a domestic dispute just after 7 o'clock last night, that according to Philadelphia police. So it all started as an argument between a teenage boy and his father, and <clears throat> the uncle actually got involved. There are reports that they were fighting. There was something over a, a video game. Oh, so I know we're getting all the details. The teenage boy is the one who ultimately called for police. And when officers arrived at the house, they say that the father, who was at the front of the house at that point, started firing at police. <laughs> so according to officials, uh, you know, he struck two officers, shot two officers in the leg, um, a sergeant in the finger. Officers were turning fire, striking the suspect. So that man was pronounced dead at the scene, according to police. And the officers and sergeant were taken to the hospital, and one of them remains in stable condition. That's the good news here. The uncle of the boy initially who called was taken to the hospital and is critical in critical condition right now. Well, thank God the, the, these officers. I mean, they're lucky because this guy seemed like it'd be yeah. a, he was a horrible shot. My gosh. I mean, two one in the finger and two in the leg. Thank God. You know how we always say that it. it uh, Kids are served better when the father's in the house. Uh -huh. uh, maybe not always. Yeah, maybe not. It's horrible. Yeah. 
And yes, as we've been talking all week about the situation of the viral video, that video that shows uh, this dirt bike rider around Philadelphia City Hall swarming with another group of ride bike ride uh, motorbike riders and gets out of his vehicle and with his feet jumps on a mom's car smashing in the back window it's dramatic video headbutts the mom ultimately she's a mama bear doesn't back down and <clears throat> doesn't take care if he has a little pistol well Philadelphia DA's office Philadelphia police announcing that they have indeed arrested and charged a suspect, 26-year-old Cody Heron. So he was arrested overnight in the 4500 block of East Stiles Street in the Frankfurt section of Philadelphia. And they say that his violent, lawless behavior is unacceptable here in the city and in the county of Philadelphia. So uh, police pulled up on the block at the house overnight. They found the bike, the motorbike, the helmet, the 9 millimeter gun allegedly used in that incident. And you can see his mugshot. It's, uh, he's been arrested, fingerprint, mugshot. It's all there. They say that uh, when he confronted the mom who got out of her vehicle, the suspect picked up a black hand, handgun that had fallen out of his waistband mm-hmm. and then pointed it right at her. Yep. And of course, we've been talking about Nikki Bullock, the hero mom. Yes. And I tweeted out a picture of her last night saying Philadelphia should also, everybody should stand with this lady for the, the courage that she showed. I mean, because this guy, what, 26 years old, and now he's hit with 19 charges? Yeah. Good. By the way, we were talking yesterday about uh, there was a name and a person and an area floating around uh, where this kid was allegedly from. Mm -hmm. It was was all wrong. Uh, So I am so glad that nobody... This is why you don't get your news from Twitter. Yep. Because every... The name that I saw that was floated around a lot by a lot of people that I consider decently reputable sources Mm -hmm. was not the person. Yep. Why you have a professional news person? That's yeah. correct. What two and a half million? <laughs> two, they, I guess they were shooting. until they confirm it. They yeah. had another guy, right? But the uh, address didn't fit. They were shooting for five million, but I guess the bail is actually two and a half. I believe it was uh, Steve Keeley tweeted, "Yeah, two and a half." So I guess ten percent of that is what two hundred fifty thousand. I hope he stays in the can until the trial. To be honest, well, he was turned in. And I, the report is he was turned in by his one of his own crew. Good, because they knew they were all in trouble. Yeah, and while you're there, while you're in the king, shampoo your hair. <laughs> well, he's facing multiple multiple charges, as we've um, mentioned, but possession of an instrument of a crime, recklessly endangering another person. Yep. Multiple counts of aggravated assault, and that involves too that a two year old little boy and a five year old little girl were in the back seat of that vehicle in their car seats and that glass shattering all over them because they were in that back seat where he was kicking out he or the suspect allegedly kicking out uh, the the window so good ah um uh, i know we're going to talk a lot about the trump news hunter biden i will just say get ready for this term biden's border wall biden administration reversing course clearing way for new border walls oh. by waving environmental laws oh so did they admit did they say the c word did we use <laughs> the word pardon? did we use the word crisis yet <clears throat> I, I was told the wall was racist oh well now they're the c word construction oh. paving the way for more construction of this new wall along the southern border of texas waving more than a dozen federal laws in a stark reversal of its previous stance as we all know on the physical barrier this morning and last night, the environmental groups expressing shock mm-hmm. because there are some <clears throat> protected creatures, yep. some bobcats. Mayorkas said, uh, "Not happy." He admits that it's quote an immediate need. So he <laughs> that that's that's code for him admitting crisis. Wow. Do you th- do you think this is him realizing that his poll numbers are tanking? Yep, and he's trying to get you know because he because he it's knows, undeniable in these big blue cities now. Yes. Like, these mayors are begging Joe Biden and his administration to do something. Look, in politics, every move is political. Yep. But this reeks mm-hmm. of political uh-huh. desperation yeah. for me. Ah, not, it's just some Republicans down the hall. They're overhyping everything. Not desperation in the fact that I don't agree that we need the wall, because I do. But the 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 he never did. Of course. 
course and not. And now all of a sudden we, it's uh-huh. just, it's, I don't know. Yeah, be, to as me. Dawn always says, it'll be interesting to see the way it's covered from a slant from the left with the mainstream. Yeah, and, and the environmental people that those, you know, those are your climate change individuals. Oh, yeah. Right? Yep. So their reaction, this is fast, this whole game if you will, is fascinating. To don't, me. Don't, do you, don't you guys on this show just get tired of being correct and right all the time? Like, it's an exhausting <laughs> life to live, I got to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you crack me up. We got to talk about filet fish and a lot of champagne flowing. Woo! South Philadelphia, Phil 7 1. Does anybody have. Do you think anybody is up right now at 612? No, it's just us actually yeah. doing the show right now. It's just late, us. Late arriving okay. crowd like a West Coast sports fan. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Bryson Stott's Grand Slam helps the Phillies sweep the Marlins, wow. advancing to the National League Division Series. Again, Aaron Nola tossing seven shutout innings in a performance worthy of a playoff ace mm, that have. led to a 7-1 win over the Miami Marlins game two of their NL wildcard series last night. Phils face the Braves Saturday game one. We have the Bryson Stott uh, Grand Slam and how it sounded on our sister station 94 WIP. Fans are singing along with Bryson Stott's walk-up music. Lefty on lefty. The infield is in and the pitch to Bryson. Fastball hit in the air. Deep to right field. Going back is Sanchez. He's going to just watch it go. A Grand Slam for Bryson Stott. He has lifted the roof off the building. And the Phillies have opened it up. They're on top seven to nothing. What a night. What a Woo. night. Yeah. By the way, the Braves for the series coming up are a minus 194 favorite. Oh. The Phillies plus 156. Wait a second. Yeah, you got 60 bucks coming $60 your way. $60 coming my way. Yeah, I know. Do you want to roll it over into the Braves series? Um, can I get on like an installment plan? <laughs> we can do double or nothing for the Braves. 120 well, we're going to have to, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you want to do that? Well, I don't know who I'm going to pick yet in that series. Oh. And I also don't know how many games the series is. Five. Uh, is it, are we sure it's five? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, huge congratulations to Aaron Nola. Yes. He threw seven scoreless innings. And then a lovely, uh, this went viral, um, announcing with his wife with a cute little daddy jean jacket. They're having a baby. Oh. What a night for the Nolas. So, congratulations. Right. Yeah. By the way, for all the new listeners that are here, we and we have a lot of them, you do know that it was five games. You just That's the joke from last season. That is correct. Where, where you, yeah. Yes. Because it's like deja vu again this October. Yeah. A lot of the same stuff. Great deja ratings, vu. the Eagles, the Phillies. <laughs> it's like Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man, that little gif. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. wow. NBC10 first alert forecast. Enjoy... The last of our summer-like days. So we're in the 80s again, bright, sunny skies, but it's all going to change for the weekend, unfortunately. So we're looking at more sunny skies. We can enjoy it. 60 degrees and clear right now, but the rain moves 80 degrees today with sunny skies. Then tomorrow, it's 77. However, don't be fooled because the rain moves in late afternoon. So the the bulk of the day will be nice, but once the rain moves in, we start to cool down. That'll lead us to Saturday, which will be windy and rainy and 67 degrees, a low of 49 degrees overnight, by the way. And then Sunday, 60 degrees, so kind of a reset here, 20 degrees cooler, but sunny, brisk, clear, cool, crisp weather, and that'll lead us into next week. We'll feel that fall-like sunny weather where we're in the low to mid-60s. That's your NBC10 First Alert forecast. Kellen Company News Live. All right, Don. thank you very much. 6.15 on this Thursday morning as we get to another Big Take. The Big Take on Kellen Company. All right, the Big Take this morning will actually center around our guest coming up at 9 o'clock this morning, Jason Whitlock from The Blaze, as the left has their sights on the National Football League and a catch-22 for conservatives. Pro football fans tune into the NFL each and every week on Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night to reboot and root on their favorite team, sweat out their bets, lose their minds over their fantasy football team, see alpha males in violent collisions, and do so while drinking a beer and getting away from the distractions and drama of everyday life. Colin Kaepernick was a PR nightmare for the National Football League in 2017, and many football fans over the last three and a half years have openly voiced their displeasure with the league's agenda of displaying social justice messaging initiatives on helmets, 
uniforms, and on the fields. Whether or not they are Republicans and conservatives or just fans that don't want political and social stances being taken in what is supposed to be an entertaining escape from reality. But over the last few weeks, it is obvious that many viewers have reached their tipping point and had their fill of Taylor Swift, noted Democrat, hijacking telecasts, dominating talking points, and having the cameras glued to her as she roots for Travis Kelsey and the Kansas City Chiefs. It has even gotten to the point where the NFL community is throwing around conspiracy theories around the league. According to Front Office Sports, they tracked the NBC telecast on Sunday night that showed Taylor Swift on camera more than both teams' owners combined. The final stats were as follows. Cutaways on camera to Taylor Swift, 17. Commercials for Swift's new movie, 2. Commercials with Travis Kelsey in them, 3. And the owners combined, 1 shot. And then per Mediate.com, Then the NFL took it a step further by dedicating its social media accounts to the pop star, much to the chagrin of noted NFL reporter and journalist Ari Myrov, who said, quote, at some point, this is just a little ridiculous, end quote. Then the game took on controversy as the Chiefs benefited from two debatable calls against the Jets, which were in favor of the Chiefs, which was followed by the NFL celebrating the Chiefs being, quote, 2-0 as Swifties. New York Post reporter Brian Costello tweeted the following, Quote, this is not a good look by the NFL. This sort of things fuel the conspiracy theories. Dove Kleiman, another noted NFL reporter, said, Now the official NFL Instagram account says Chiefs are 2-0 as Swifties. This is just 12 hours after many fans believe the Chiefs received phantom call help by the refs against the Jets. No matter how you slice it, it's a bad look. I'm personally sick of Taylor Swift in the NFL and their media obsession over her. The same could be said about Deion Sanders with the University of Colorado on Saturdays. But what are we to do about it with the left coming in and taking over the NFL? They've already done that in the NBA. Is football next? Well, Jason Whitlock of the Blaze, who will be joining us at 9 a.m. this morning on Kale & Company, says these are the final steps into overhauling and transitioning football into a tool for the left. Deion Sanders and Taylor Swift are merely Planting the mission accomplished flag. Listen and watch Mr. Jason Whitlock. I'm going to fan these flames and talk about what we need to do in reaction to what's going on with football. The things that we're seeing and witnessing, the elevation of Taylor Swift and Deion Sanders, these aren't accidents. These are the final steps to overhauling and transitioning football into a total tool for the left and their messaging. We built football. Christians, conservatives, patriots. We built football. And we're just sitting back and looking at non-believers, liberals, and people that hate America overtake football, the globalists, the secularists, the revolutionaries, overtaking football and using it as a tool to promote their agenda, their entire agenda. It's not just a game. If it was just a game, the left wouldn't force all their messaging down football. They need a vehicle to sell their message. Football's the only vehicle that drives 80, 90 miles per hour anymore. Wow. Football as a total tool for the left and their messaging. I never really thought of it that way, but it does make you think. Whitlock's a very smart guy. Here's more of Whitlock on Taylor Swift and the celebrity takeover to America's passion. Listen and watch. I I get the whole Taylor Swift thing. I get it, but she ain't special. She's just another useful idiot, another tool being used to feminize America and to make America a globalist country that does that. That's anti-nationalism. That's anti-God. Deion Sanders, the same thing. This is happening in conjunction in college and pro football. The, 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 The normalizing, the infusion of this whole NBA style pop culture is everything. Rappers are everything. Every 
music star is everything. What music star is at the game? Who's on the sidelines? It's no longer about the players on the field. It's about who's on the sideline. Whitlock then goes to the extreme end of what it might take, but are football fans willing to Bud Light the NFL and perhaps college football? Here is Whitlock's idea. Listen and watch this last piece. Ever since the Colin Kaepernick thing, I've, I've had to, man, just quit watching. I don't want to do it. I'm not going to surrender. I do want to make a point, though, to football people. I do want to scare the piss out of them. I do want to make some demands, and that that that's where I really, really, really need you all's help in terms of, yeah, l- l- let's boycott, make that point, but let's also have, hey, what's our demands? What do we want from this? Part, part of me, again, because <laughs> I, I believe in retribution and accountability and uh, sacrificial lambs to drive home the point. I want Roger Goodell out. Gone. Dusted. He's been the weak leader at the head of all this. All th- This whole revamping, the whole going the other direction of the, the, the direction Pete Rozelle took football. He's been the weak leader that allowed all this insanity to happen. Dusty. Troy Vincent, too. Troy Vincent's like the number two guy. He's the number one racial idolater uh, in all of this. Dusty. Gone. New leadership. Don't trust these guys. Vote them out. Wow. Vote them out. And that's Troy Vincent, former Philadelphia Eagle during the McNabb days. We've seen the power of the conservative boycott. Bud Light was in the crosshairs of Republicans, conservatives, and normal everyday Americans. And those people were relentless. And they hit Bud Light in the wallet, and it worked. Now, that would be a great strategy Whitlock laid out. But do men who love football but are sick of the woke messaging have the discipline and the guts to boycott the National Football League? Sure, some of you left and haven't been back since the Kaepernick political saga. But most of you came back within a year or two. There's 17 other light beers, but there's only one NFL. Do you have what it takes to hit the NFL in their wallets, affect the bottom line of owners, the commissioner, and most importantly, the TV networks and their ad revenue? I'm not sure that I do. But it would work. There's no doubt in my mind. And that's the big take. The Big Take on Kale & Company. All right, Big Take this morning. If you want to jump in, 855-839-1210 on social media at 1210WPHD. Or, of course, be a part of the Kalen Company comment community on YouTube. Just go to YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHD and jump in on the show. We have a lot with Trump, Jim Jordan, the border, and, of course, our dirtbag, D-bag, bike rider guy who is finally behind bars. It's a busy morning. It's Kale and Company. We're glad to have you in on this Thursday on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Send all your hate mail to greg.stocker at odyssey.com because I'm taking the Rams for Sunday 405 against your Philadelphia East. The Rams plus four and a half. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. It's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, that's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. I love the FanDuel app. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. Visit FanDuel dot com slash greg fanduel.com slash greg and kick off the nfl season fanduel the official partner of the nfl and his official partner of 1210 wphg 21 over president pa first online real money wager only ten dollar first deposit required bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt restriction supply see terms of sportsbook.fanduel.com gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER it's kale and company on demand from talk radio 1210 wphd and the free odyssey app Move on over, Marlins. Phillies are rocking on down to Atlanta to take on the Braves. Wish I was done by quarter of ten last night. Hopefully all of you got your coffee, you're fired up, you're ready to go. Weekend getting closer. It is Nick, Don, and Greg here on Kalen Company. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. 
Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. Jason Whitlock from The Blaze at 9 o'clock. All sorts of social, political, sports crossover conversations that we will have uh, with Mr. Whitlock coming up at 9 o'clock this morning. And uh, that was one of the reasons why we, we featured the big take around some of his commentary from what we've been talking about, which is the social and political carryover of the Taylor Swift effect with the National Football League. Uh, but if you want to jump in, 855-839-1210. But let's get to some Trump stuff, because there were so many just little conversations and little talking points that were floating around from yesterday. Uh, day three of his trial, after his trial concluded, he kind of did some sort of uh, gathering with the media, and he was peppered with questions. Just generally speaking, man, he was very, very uh, animated yesterday. He was very fired up, um, and a lot of things took place from him saying, you know, like basically I would not rule out uh, the you know, Speaker of the House, so that's still floating out there, even though that, as juicy as that sounds, seems to be an obviously a real, real, real long shot. Jim Jordan officially throwing his name in the mix. He put out a statement and a press release yesterday, uh, and I'm talking about Jim Jordan, about you know being an option. Uh, Steve Scalise in the mix as well. Uh, but it was day three with Trump, and there was more drama. Uh, the Yesterday, the civil fraud trial judge, our buddy, <laughs> uh, the great, as Dawn would say, Eng- Engamoron, I believe is the way you would pronounce that, Dawn? <laughs> Engamoron is the Engamoron. name? Engamoron. Yeah. Judge- <laughs> yeah. Judge, judge, judge Engamoron uh, <clears throat> pretty much slamming his hand down on the bench saying, quote, this is ridiculous when talking about uh, looking at Donald Trump and his business dealings and some financial records uh, with Donald Bender, which is a partner of the accounting firm, accounting firm, Mazars USA. Uh, and he was kind of ev- evading some questions. So there was a little bit of like that circus-like atmosphere. This judge who we, we talked about a lot yesterday uh, from an old video that surfaced. And, you know, he was talking about how he can overrule a jury if he thinks no reasonable jury can arrive at a conclusion and things like that. So a very animated day yesterday. Uh, and also, remember, there was kind of this little gag order that was thrown, and we talked about it yesterday on the show with uh, Trump. He can't be blasting the court staff in posts. Well, apparently the, the Trump fundraising team, when they put out their email blast, uh, said that it's a, it's a sham trial and they're being basically ran by tyrants. So he's, he's kind of discarded run. that run, run by tyrants, correct? I had two hours of sleep. Uh, any other day. Come on. Come on. Is there a song, Run, 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 Run? Yeah, Run, Run, run Rudolph. Like, when I hear that now, I don't even wonder if the song is correct anymore. It's Ran, Ran, Rudolph. Ran, 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 Rudolph. So there's just so many things just kind of like these little little tidbits with Trump going on. And I think, that, like, my big takeaway from that is this is only going to get worse. If, if you think any of these are going to become boring, I mean, let's be real. I mean, civil cases, yeah, there's a lot of money, certainly his business empire at stake to some extent, but it's only going to get juicier. It's only going to get more TMZ-ish. We're going to see people putting on a show in front of cameras as we go to Atlanta in Fulton County, or we we go to Washington, D.C. for January 6th or Mar-a-Lago. But I don't know about you, Don. I was just trying to track it as best I could yesterday. Did you carry Trump live, or did you go to him at some point? Because I know that was a big thing in, in your window yesterday. Yeah, he was speaking. We were scrambling because just when you signed off and we went to a commercial break, he started talking. That's when he started talking. Oh, of course, just that right, right. And so now we we have a better plan in place to so so Anthony and Jimmy and Greg helped record on it. We turned it right around yep. so that you know people could hear from it. Yeah, but essentially, you know, the the fascinating thing about this, the the headlines, you know, this morning. Trump has raised more than $45 million in 90 days. It's remarkable. And outpacing DeSantis. We've talked a lot about DeSantis, prolific fundraiser. Yep. And if you look at him still, he still has a net nearly $100 million. But Trump is just, his fundraising and the energy to that campaign doesn't slow down. And it seems like this judge being a real character, mm-hmm. basically, I, I think people look at that and say, mm, you know, I'm going to donate. Yeah. I think that... I think it's ironic. It's all ironic in this mm-hmm. upside down land that we live in, of course, every single day. But the fact that people, I think, 
double down, triple down now because right. they say, look at this farce. Yeah, well, the farce obviously is this judge. And I, I hate to judge a book by its cover, no pun intended. But I look at this guy and I say, man, that looks like a guy who's been, had his face buried in a, a legal publication or a, uh, a legal uh, book or a law book for 40 years. He looks like he hasn't been outside. He hasn't combed his hair. He's pale. He looks like a very dweeby, dorkish type of you know judge. And I, I couldn't imagine saying, yeah, if I just looked at him like, oh, that guy's, uh, he's a personality. He's a vibrant one. But now all of a sudden it seems like, and again, I don't know the guy, so I could be dead wrong. This is just me bloviating. But since I saw him take his glasses off that day and smile for the camera, this to me feels like a judge who is going to have his moment in the sun. He's going to soak it up. He is going to absorb it and he's going to put on a production. And that's the thing, as much as we like, you know, having access with photos and video or live TV coverage, you start to see people. It's like reality television. People act different when they're on camera, which is why I've always said reality TV is garbage and the best reality is professional sports on television. But this guy or, you know, an attorney general, whether it's Letitia James or Fannie Willis or Jack Smith or anybody else, Merrick Garland, all down the list, I think there are certain people that when they get in this spot, they are going, because they're, they're all egomaniacs. They all, or maybe be looking for that next book. You know, this guy's going to probably write a book one day. Alvin Bragg might write a book one day. Oh, yeah. That's what happens when, when we glorify and glamorize the legal system. I would love to be in this courtroom oh, as so a court. I. I loved covering trials, in, you know, in my career as a reporter and, and criminal trials and civil trials like this one. But basically, you do see judges get it because it's long you have long days and sometimes if they go late it's it's more than eight hours that you're sitting there in court and basically at the point that the judge like slammed his hand down it was because the trump attorneys are they have a witness on the stand who's Mm non-cooperative and who's saying i don't recall i don't recall and so then you know the attorneys get tough and and they want to get in there and get that person to that witness to respond. And mm-hmm. so one of the Trump attorneys, I know at one point said, you know, your honor, he because the judge lost patience and said, you're wasting time. Right. But they're saying, your honor, we, we have to go through the evidence piece by piece. I mean, that's really what they do. It's a nitty gritty of a, of a civil trial about money. And, I, you know, you get down in the weeds, but they're saying this witness seems to only have a memory about things that the prosecutorial team has, right, right. you know what I mean, and has no memory yep. about anything else. That's correct. Right? Yep. And so I know it's tedious, but the fact that the judge yep. is losing patience oh, yeah. on the, you know, you're just a few days. This trial is expected to go into December. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the fact, it's like, dude, what, what do you have some gardening to do? That's <laughs> correct. He doesn't want to hear the, no. the facts. And, and <laughs> there's so many people, and you talk about the, the financial aspect and the fundraising, $45 million in 90 days. That's, and people are rallying around the guy who is, in many regards, being prosecuted or persecuted unfairly. You see the polls every time uh, a DOJ or an attorney general or any district attorney goes after him to fulfill a campaign promise. He goes up in the polls. And you're starting to even see, and this is really a fascinating story and find, even liberal columnists that don't like Trump are pointing out the fact that there appears to be double standards here. So a liberal Washington Post columnist who goes by the name and also an associate editor, Ruth Marcus, wrote on Tuesday that she was worried. Think about this. Worried. This is coming from the Washington Post liberal columnist, not Trump's mom, you know, not Trump's (laughs) biggest fan, not Rich Zioli. This is coming from a liberal Washington Post columnist. She is worried that former President Donald Trump is getting harsher treatment than anyone else in the New York fraud case against him. She says, quote, the rule of law means not allowing Trump to evade responsibility, criminal or civil, for his behavior. But it also entails not treating Trump more harshly than anyone else in similar circumstances. And I worry that is what is happening here. Marcus said that while she believes Trump is a fraudster, quote, the punishment the former president received was, quote, unprecedented. She also added that she would be cheering if Trump is ordered to write a big check but goes on to say that it appears that there's a double standard here. So when you get to the point where even the people that dislike him, hate him, or just flat out think he's guilty feel like there's a double standard here and a two-tiered justice system, it's starting to wake some people up. They're way past that, by the way, because there's a lot of people, I think, that were just 
either ready to move on for Trump from Trump or never liked him to begin with that now have sympathy for him. Mm -hmm. So the opposite of what the effect that they wanted is happening. And as far as this fraud thing goes, like the uh, Mar-a-Lago, you know, case or not case, but but the overvaluing, the the overvaluing of it is is probably the best what are the they said that that mar-a-lago is <clears throat> is is actually worth 18 million dollars mm-hmm. and it's worth a billion at least yeah. well because it's a like they call it like a mona lisa yeah. property yeah I, I don't know if it's worth that much but but like there's a there's a property in that area mm-hmm. that's a lot smaller mm-hmm. a lot smaller that just sold for 50 something million right so like there is there's zero chance, mm-hmm. zero chance right. that Mar-a-Lago is only worth eighteen million dollars. There's, there's homes in Bluebell that go for two million. Exactly. Uh, you tell me it's only exactly. six, Trump's uh, fort. His fortress is only eighteen exactly. million dollars. This is this is a uh, this case is really mm-hmm. uh, I don't know over the top. It is. And and keep in mind that this judge Engamoron, he his decision la- last week canceled. The Trump business business license. Yes. They, right now, they are not licensed to do business in New York. I believe in the it, right yeah. in New York, and they and the goal by Letitia James is to make it so they cannot do business. Mm-hmm. This is uh, yeah. this would be you know thousands of employees. Yeah. This is so this is ha- has a bigger chilling ramification. Oh, yeah. And I think to your point about the Washington Post and others. You know, New York City, it's a, it's a business place, right? Number one financial, um, city in, in the nation and iconic American city. The fact that they're trying to shut down mm-hmm. an entire business, you know, multiple businesses with thousands of employees over this. Yep. I, I, I imagine that ripple effect oh, through, yeah. you know, sends chills through the entire business community. Cause what sure. that means is they're emboldened now. They can, they can the Democrats there or or the progressives now can say to anybody with a business, mm-hmm. "Hey, you know we can come after you too." Oh yeah, yeah. And there's a there's a there's a whole other side to this yep. that I think everybody's going, "Whoa!" But, I mean, they're coming at him after him at every conceivable angle. Yeah. They are trying to prevent him from running for office again. So they're coming after him professionally. They're coming after him with criminal punishments, with jail time where he would spend the rest of his life behind bars. They are coming after him from the financial aspect and attacking a major, major artery of what makes his wealth his wealth. So he's being attacked by every single person or institution or establishment known to man in every aspect of your life. I mean, short of them coming after the him health-wise, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, but who knows? I mean, that, that, that could change as well. So I think it's a wild story. Uh, if you guys have thoughts, you can certainly jump in, 855-839-1210, the number. But when we come back, let's get our local update on the dirt bike individual <laughs> who is now locked up. He's behind bars. We've got all the details. You heard some of it from Dawn in the news. But there's an interesting uh, set of... Um, dynamics that were discussed yesterday with Larry Krasner and how he's going after this guy as opposed to the way he might not be going after Meatball and some of the looters. Um, I think some people pointing that out, while valid, are a little off base. I'll explain why. It might trigger a few people, but we'll get to that when we come back. It's Kale and Company, live here on this Thursday morning on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and on the free Odyssey app. already started shopping. What do you wear in southern Italy in April? I want you to come away with me for 12 magical days in luxury with a little help from my friends, the professionals uh, from conservative tours, because nobody does it better. You know, the last time WPHT travelers visited Italy, many of you discovered northern Italy with my friend Dom. Well, now we're heading to southern Italy with me on a gastronomical tour. Oh, the most gorgeous coastline in the entire world, the Amalfi Coast. So I'm putting my name on this. This is a trip of a lifetime My husband, Larry, my sons, we're going. We can't wait. We're counting the days, and I want you to go with me. And who better, the best tour operator in all of Italy, my friends at Conservative Tours, they have put together a special itinerary. Okay, this is not some cheesy, like, tourist trappy thing. No, 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 no. These are the places 
this the best kept secrets. That's what I'm talking about in Southern Italy. A plus rating, by the way, with the Better Business Bureau for my friends at Conservative Tours. We'll take the high speed jet foil to the Isle of Capri. Fifty two sixty seven. This includes your airfare, includes luxury hotels, dining events galore. You're going to be talking about this years from now. So call 888-733-9494. You can go to conservativetours.com. you see my picture with the itinerary, all the information about all the different stops that we're going to make, packing so much into this trip, the Abbey of Monte Cassino, Italy's best-kept secrets, Puglia, Medieval, Caserta, Sorrento, Pompeii, and yes, a chance to see the great sites, ancient sites in Rome, all before heading home. Join me next spring in Italy. I'll see you on the Isle of Capri. How does that sound? Here's the number again, 888-733-9494, conservativetours.com, conservativetours.com. Book now. This is going to book up, and I don't want you to miss out. Live here on a Thursday morning. It is Nick, Don, and Greg here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Always live on the free Odyssey app, and of course you can get us on YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT. Just about an hour away from what's on the cut sheet. It's going to be a very, very loaded cut sheet. Just looking it over, I think we've got enough for like what's on the cut sheet part three, part four, and part five as well today. It's going to be stacked. Uh, Jason Whitlock from The Blaze coming up at 9 o'clock this morning. But, you know, if you listen to this show, and I think really if you listen to this station in general, you know that we kind of look at the facts. Uh, I personally just I try to always keep it to the facts, the facts, the facts. I use common sense. I try to be logical, let my own two eyes and my brain take over. And unlike the left, I don't look at identity politics. To me, rules are rules, laws are laws, and that's why we have them in place. I believe in law and order exponentially. And as soon as this country and really this city gets back to that and stops worrying about, well, was the suspect black? Was the suspect white? Was the victim gay was the victim of the lgbtq plus community as soon as we start and of course like with hate crimes some of the identity stuff certainly matters but generally speaking i believe there should be one set of laws and rules for all of us in society in 2023 so i'm seeing some interesting commentary yesterday as uh, it was cody heron 26 the um the the bike riding dirt bike guy who jumped on the back windshield of nikki bullock and had the glass cave in on her two- and five-year-old kids. And she, I mean, really, she's one of the big stories here because uh, her bravado, her bravery is commendable. I mean, if somebody pulled out a 9 millimeter from their shorts and put it near my face, I probably would have ran like Carl Lewis in the Olympics. I would have been out there quicker than you know what hit you. Uh, but she didn't. She stood up to it. And, you know, you see the charges. There's 19 charges against this guy, rightfully so. Uh, bail said it two and a half million dollars. I know Krasner was trying to shoot for five, but that feels pretty good as well. And I'm seeing a lot of people applauding, uh, Krasner. Hey, way to go. Oh, you're going to finally get tough on crime. This is what we want to see. Uh, and then there are people that are playing the identity politics card, which, or at least pondering it. What if the individuals were flipped around here? And I think it's fair, but I also think the reality is you got to hit people like this punk with everything you have, that this will not be tolerated in this city. And there are people saying, well, would it be the same? And they're trying to compare it to the looting and meatball and things like that. Would it be the same if Cody Heron was black and the mom was white? Would we see 19 charges, $2.5 million bond, so forth and so on? And you can have that and make that argument and bring that up. That's valid because Krasner and all of these woke progressive DAs have put our nation in that predicament where we play the what-if game based on characteristics that shouldn't matter. But you look at it from the standpoint of law and order, I'm not going there. I want this guy to be hit with everything possible by Larry Krasner. And, you know, Krasner also saying, uh, well, we're going to look at everything on a case-by-case basis with the looters. If you don't have any priors, you might get off. If you're a career criminal and you were seeking opportunity, we're going to be more hard on you. This is where it shouldn't matter. It should be like, you know, like a blank resume. Like when you apply to a college and you look at somebody based on their merit and their achievements, just look at what people did and what laws were violated and prosecute accordingly. I'm, I'm all about law and order. I believe in mandatory minimums, especially in crime ridden cities to set a tone, to turn your city back around. 
But I found it interesting that people were playing the identity politics card, and I'm not crushing those for it because they started it, as in Larry Krasner and these DAs. But this is very interesting, the way this is playing out. And I know, Don, I'm sure you'll be covering it, and we'll be looking at all this and updating things as, as things come in. But, you know, the question, I think, is fair. What if the dynamics were different? Because, let's face it, in the criminal justice system right now, and it's not just a Philly thing, it is a liberal blue city thing or a progressive blue city thing where if you commit a crime, there are two different sets of rules right now based on who the district attorney is and what the politics are behind it. And that's that's the sad part because I, I try not to look at that stuff. I just want to look at the data and the facts and arrive at a logical conclusion that this guy should be lo- – and look, 10%, I mean, he's going to have to post what? To two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I mean, that's going to be that's going to be tough to pull off unless you know you're willing to put up a a deed for a home if you're this kid's parents, perhaps. Yeah, I think these you know ATV riders, bike, dirt bike riders. We've talked a lot about it. I mean, it's a quality of life issue in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and so this twenty six year old young man who's now arrested and charged and they say they got the helmet they got the dirt bike they got the gun that he he apparently had a legal permit to carry mm-hmm. so but he'll obviously lose that permit among other that's the least of his problems yep. but in this case i don't think it would have mattered what his ethnicity first of all from the from the video you see a guy in a helmet in a dark outfit you don't initially you don't see ethnicity of the individuals and nikki bullock is a is a lighter complected mm-hmm. woman yep. who you don't know what her ethnicity is we now know because she subsequently you know did interviews and and she's maybe mixed ethnicity but she's part african-american and in but the, it doesn't matter right in my humble opinion you can't tell from that wide shot initial video in the in the video that she did with the interview with NBC 10 uh, Nikki Bullock is wearing a Rolling Stones t-shirt by the way it looks like something <laughs> that, that Stalker would wear in here on a Thursday um, so it's a great look by her but I'm just glad that they got this guy because this guy to me is a piece of garbage and he needs to be off the street yeah and as far as Nikki Bullock she also like I I she's a, a great mom she's yep. making um, Uber Eats and deliveries mm-hmm. with the kids in the back of the car and, you know, the fact that there were a five-year-old and two-year-old little kids in the back, and by reports of witnesses, too, these kids were screaming. Yeah. Imagine you're a five-year-old or a two-year-old, mm-hmm. and you're and a man is jumping on the back window yep. with both feet, jumping hard multiple times, and that, that glass comes, you know, mm-hmm. shattering in there. Yeah. The kid's screaming. Right. He had to have heard the kid scream. Oh, Absolutely. And and so that to to me that takes it to a whole new level and explains yeah. y- you know a parent getting out of the vehicle mama bears yep. we're calling her mm-hmm. hero mom and gets out of there and by the way I she had she said she had a girlfriend in the car yep. they they may be a same gender couple I I have mm-hmm. no idea I don't care right I, none of that stuff matters right. to me yep. their ethnicity their gender preference whatever. Yep. I, this is about Philadelphia quality of life. That's correct. And good for police, Krasner, good police work. They yeah. were cautious because they thought they had one suspect. And the blatant and, disregard you know, for human life. Yeah. Like, we just have a society today where, like, you know, you, life is precious. Life is valuable. Yeah. And this guy just immediately jumped. I, I mean, he looked like he was in a mosh pit at a rock concert. Yes. Like, he went from zero to 60 as far as being triggered. Yeah. Like, like that, which makes me wonder... What his upbringing was like? Does he have anger management, temper issues? Because sane, rational people, even if they felt like they were cut mm-hmm. off or they got clipped by a vehicle, they don't do that. Mm-hmm. And the other thing too, why I think it's not right to play the identity politics card here, like some have been doing on social media, is because at the end of the day, as much as I want to see Meatball punished for what she did, you know, she's inciting violence and she's coordinating. Well, things. was she? I and that's just it, Nick. I do have. I'm just gonna. You're gonna all come down on me, but. I have a level of sympathy for her. There are no priors. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Was she just thinking she was Kim Kardashian and she was like, right. she was a, she was 
basically doing play-by-play. Mm-hmm. She thinks she's like Kim Kardashian, Meryl right. Reese, kind of giving the play-by-play. What did she exactly do? Well, my point being, like, what she did or didn't do still pales in comparison to what this yeah, kid Yeah, she did. didn't hurt any kids. Right. She didn't threaten anybody. She didn't push up a gun in anybody's right. face. Right, that's my point. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm with you there. I mean, I still think she has to be made an example of that this will not be tolerated. I don't but want anybody. I, but I don't not want anybody her. made an example of. Oh, really? That I don't. I, I Actually, want I do. people. I don't. I, I think that's a bad way, and I think Krasner sometimes falls into that. I don't want anybody made an example of. I only want justice. Well, yeah, so, that's right. Right? Just but, simple justice. Not that you're an example, not that you're a face of anything. Well, but it's setting a precedent is what we're trying to do here. We're trying to reestablish the fact that you will not dictate the city. The law yeah. and order, the officers, the district attorneys, the laws itself will dictate and govern what we'll, we will accept. It's, it's a lot like Trump in many regards. You know, I mean, there's precedent being set here as much as we dislike it, but they're basically, what's the system saying to Trump? If we can do it to him, and Trump has said this, Mm -hmm. if they can do it to me, they can do it to you. Yeah, but in this case, to your point, in Philadelphia, what what we're really saying is we really wish that that the DA and the leadership in the city would return to following the law. That's correct. And abiding. I mean, really, that's like reigning you know, reeling in and reining yeah. in Krasner in this administration. We've seen enough of this sad. social justice experiment. Yeah. We've done the experiment for three yeah. and a half years. The experiment yeah. doesn't work. Uh, it's time to abort, abort, so abort. 855-839-1210, the number. Dawn's got news for hour two, and Hunter Biden's legal bills are building and piling up. And speaking of building and piling up, how about some more wall at the southern border? We're back after this on Kale & Company. It's Kale & Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app. Hey, don't be frightened. It's the $50,000 trick-or-treat treasures at Parks Casino. Win, and you'll have a close encounter with the creepy claw machine. The claw. Winners will be selected every 20 minutes on Friday, October 20th. Earn entries now through October 20th for your chance to play the creepy claw with the $50,000 trick or treasures only at the number one casino, my one and only, Parks Casino, P-A-R-X. So Parks has the hottest entertainment, 3,200 state-of-the-art slots, 115 table games, Joe Conklin's Comedy Nights. I love Joe. He's got some new stuff coming out. He's the best. And also the best local bands every weekend only at 360 Lounge. So don't miss these top headliners coming soon to the Excite Center Parks Casino. Comedian Michael Blaustein, October 20th. Howie Mandel, November 17th. Air Supply, November 18th. Aaron Lewis, November 30th. Parks, the ultimate destination for action, excitement, entertainment, plus free parking. I love the valet parking. And remember, electric vehicle charging stations for all guests. Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. This is how you win. You know I love Parks. Must be 21. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.